baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Afternoon all. Thank you for being with us this afternoon. Much appreciated and uh, glad to have you here today. It's November the 24th. It is Tuesday. Uh, that is to say, Thanksgiving Eve Eve, and uh, glad to have you aboard this afternoon here at 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station. Also, we're at 106.3 WORD.com, at uh, 101.5 FM in Anderson, and 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca. Thanks to all of you for being with us uh, this afternoon. Of course, we have ways to uh, get in touch with us, and they would include the Ingalls Advantage talk line. That is uh, 1-800-347-1063, 1-800-347-1063. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is uh, at 71307 seven one three zero seven and uh, thanks uh, to all of you for uh, being a part of the get-together this afternoon as we look out on uh, uh, who the uh, various people are who uh, Joe Biden wishes to have in his administration assuming again that in fact all goes as at this juncture it appears that it will go and uh, we look out over some of the names that uh, Biden is uh, tossing forth out there uh, for Secretary of State, uh, Anthony Blinken was Deputy Secretary of State under Obama. Uh, Avril Haines, who would be Biden's Director of National Intelligence, was the Deputy Director of the CIA and then Deputy National Security Advisor under Obama. So we are uh, beginning to see the outlines of Barack Obama's third term. Uh, that uh, Interesting uh, to note, there has not been a lot that has been tossed in the direction of the squad. Uh, no, uh, uh, for example, uh, Bernie Sanders anywhere. Uh, people of that ilk know Elizabeth Warren. Anyone uh, of that ilk uh, in that regard. One thing about Bernie Sanders, by the way, that people have, uh, have not uh, taken note of, and that is the fact that this is going to be a very uh, close U.S. Senate a very close U.S. Senate, and that is to say every vote will count. Don't forget that the Democrats only will have control of the Senate if they sweep the uh, uh, two Georgia special election seats and then would have the tiebreaker courtesy of uh, a Vice President Kamala Harris. So goes their thinking. Bernie Sanders is a non-starter from that point forward because if, in fact, Bernie were named to the Biden cabinet, even though reportedly unions have already said no way they want Bernie as labor secretary, which is reportedly what he wants. But that means then that there would be an appointee for two years until a special election uh, to fill the Vermont Senate seat. And guess who would have to do the appointing? Well, that would be the governor of Vermont, Phil Scott, a Republican. That's right. Nine minutes now past three at 106.3 WORD. There's no way in the world that that could possibly happen. So, uh, and, and which is just fine with me. 
Uh, in fact, it ought to be just fine with Bernie. Uh, really, I don't think Bernie would work well as anybody else's subordinate. Bernie is meant to be the wild card, the uh, the big mouth in the, the Senate uh, calling out for socialist heaven on earth. So I would never have thought that uh, the Biden folks would have gone that far anyway. It would have been nice to have an extra Republican senator, even though a Vermont Republican these days would not be very Republican Republican, but more so certainly than, uh, than a Bernie Sanders would have been. Susan Rice, by the way, had been mentioned as a possibility uh, for uh, Secretary of State, and uh, Republicans had already pretty much sent notice uh, that that would be dead on arrival on Capitol Hill. And uh, so at this point, you'd have to say that the people Biden is picking uh, could have been worse. That's not exactly what you would call a high-level endorsement, nor did I uh, intend it to be a high-level endorsement. But uh, nonetheless, uh, as I say, worst is is something that I was worried about. Uh, There are those who get along with the left, certainly. Uh, Ron Klain to be chief of staff of the White House. Uh, Janet Yellen to be treasury secretary. Uh, The party's more liberal wing can live with those people. So, uh, so far, the principal word that would probably be used about the Biden picks is uh, boring and also uh, pretty much what you would expect from uh, a third Barack Obama term, which technically, of course, this would not be. But uh, then again, you never know. There were a couple who were not named, the uh, Attorney General and the Secretary of Defense. And uh, for Attorney General, the odds-on pick would be Doug Jones, the former senator from Alabama, and... uh, uh, well, we'll look some more at uh, at Doug Jones a bit later on. He could, he could, so certainly I would pick Doug Jones personally over, over Susan Rice. Uh, say, let's say, uh, uh, not that she was up for that, but uh, uh, again, I suppose he could do worse than Doug Jones. Uh, Secretary of Defense Michelle Flournoy, who was the overwhelming favorite to be named Secretary of Defense, she is. Ms. Green Jeans. Green, green, green. Why in the world would he pick someone like her who, as far as we know, has no interest in nor knowledge of the Pentagon? Apparently, the idea would be that a Secretary of Defense, Michelle Fournoy, oh, would, uh, <laughs> would, uh, spend Pentagon money for climate-related policy goals. Uh, that, uh, well, let's just put it this way. Let's, let's just hope that, that nobody comes at us with actual weapons, but, but they throw like, maybe four-leaf clovers at us if this, in fact, is the pick. Fornoy has not been uh, picked just yet. She is labeled a climate hawk and has emphasized that were she to have the Department of Defense as hers, she would act on issues pertaining to climate change, which would uh, would certainly, I'm sure, uh, scare our uh, foes around the world to death. Or maybe, maybe the idea would be that uh, a Secretary of Defense, Michelle Flournoy, would be chosen to make our opponents laugh themselves to death, possibly the Chinese, the Russians, the North Koreans, and uh, the Iranians. But uh, in any event, that one hasn't been made yet, but the, the people making odds, and yes, there are people who make book on these things, those people 
are already saying, in fact, they had already picked uh, Janet Yellen as the favorite for Treasury Secretary, and they called that one right. Uh, so, so we will see just exactly where these go. But at the moment, uh, there would be no great joy in the AOC camp, the squad, uh, Bernie Sanders. Nothing on here uh, is certainly designed to look on the surface like uh, a President Biden would be leaning heavily to the left. Again, looks can be deceiving. And, of course, with some of these picks, like cabinet-level picks, uh, with some of these picks, you've got to get Senate confirmation. And through what would I would still say the odds are would be a Republican-controlled Senate. So some of these may be strategic picks on the part of Joe Biden. Others uh, that are not cabinet-level are appointments that uh, are as good as done. If uh, Biden is elected president, these people are in because only a few of these things uh, would actually wind up being uh, 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 confirmed by the Senate. A texter says, Jimbo, Secretary of the Treasury, Hunter Biden. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. That's very good. Yes, Secretary of the Inferior, maybe, was what I had in mind. Anyway, we'll talk about this and a few other things right here at uh, 106.3 WORD, now at 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca, 101.5 FM in Anderson, and everywhere on the Radio.com app. It's Jimbo from Bobby Mack on a Tuesday at 3.15. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Afternoon, all. Thank you for being with us today at 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station, where the Ingalls Advantage talk line is 1-800-347-1063, 1-800-347-1063. And the Common Sense Retirement Point text line is 71307, 71307. And we should emphasize that President Trump has said that the fact that he has ordered the General Services Administration to cooperate in a transition to Joe Biden is in no way a concession that the election is over, uh, nor is it, by the way, over. And we have, of course, as uh, you heard in the news on the hour from Ann Robards, a second uh, vote recount underway in Georgia. The president, of course, for to turn this around, would have to carry not one, not two, but three states. And as we have noted, that appears unlikely at this juncture. Checking the text line here. Hey, Jimbo, which is always a good start. I'll bet you China moves on Taiwan as soon as Biden is inaugurated. That'll be very interesting how the Chinese approach all of this, won't it, boys and girls, given the special relationship there? Who knows? Maybe maybe Hunter should have been picked as the Secretary of State. Uh, my guess would be, as I've said before, my guess would be, that as soon as it became pretty clear that Biden was likely to be the next president, that word was ever so quietly passed along to him. Uh, Congratulations, blah, 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 blah. Oh, by the way, uh, yes, we do have a little folder, a little file of everything that Hunter has done, and uh, we want you to know 
that uh, we certainly have no intention of leaking that out, uh, provided we're given a little leeway here on things like, uh, oh, South China territorial waters, what a grab through artificial islands, or uh, intellectual property theft that we might want to keep on stealing, or uh, issues like that, uh, uh, currency manipulation to continue flooding this country with unemployment instead of China, uh, no no big uh, pressure regarding where the Chinese uh, Wuhan virus came from. And, oh, of course, that issue, the texture mentioned that issue of uh, Taiwan. We consider Taiwan to be a breakaway province and will continue to treat it that way. And uh, congratulations again, uh, Mr. President-elect. My guess would be that message has been conveyed. Uh, for what it's worth, it's only a guess on my part. However, I will pass along the observation that there's a very uh, serious possibility that the Chinese will look upon this as a carte blanche to uh, move right ahead. The Chinese were not particularly thrilled with Donald Trump. Uh, Vladimir Putin wasn't particularly thrilled with Donald Trump. Uh, certainly, uh, despite a, a summit meeting uh, thrown into the mix. I don't think that North Korea has been particularly thrilled with Donald Trump. Iran, certainly after the cancellation of that uh, Iranian nuclear uh, hostage deal, which is to say that uh, they hold the world hostage and we pay them billions of dollars and they promise cross their heart and hope to die that they won't make nuclear weapons. I can't believe they're very happy either. One thing you can say about all of those countries is uh, that they found, I suspect, Donald Trump the way many of us stateside found Donald Trump, and that is unpredictable. Time now is uh, 24 past 3 at 106.3 WORD. Unpredictable. Oh, yeah. People in leadership positions hate the unpredictable. And my guess is that, if nothing else, they consider Joe Biden to be as predictable as an American president can be. They will pretty much consider Biden, again, I think, to be the uh, third term of Barack Obama. Now, whether they prove to be right or not, who knows? Maybe Joe Biden will surprise us and prove to be uh, tougher than we think. <coughs> okay. All right. I like to tell an occasional joke. Uh, or Biden could prove to be worse. He could prove to be one who has been listening intently to the squad, and to Bernie, and to Pocahontas, and might move even further to the left than uh, Barack Obama. But in any event, my guess is that most of these adversaries will think of, of Biden as a refreshing change in the direction of predictability. Whether that proves to be true, well, we'll find out. Those in this country who are not uh, in the same camp as Joe Biden also wonder how predictable he will prove to be. The choices, as I said so far, given the fact that not as bad as we had feared is about the best we're going to be able to say about Joe Biden, I would say of this initial selection of top administration positions, both a cabinet level, that is to say open to Senate confirmation, and uh, otherwise, which is to say uh, he doesn't have to get confirmation. Most of the picks could have been worse. Could have been worse. Huh. All right. Texter's here. You're absolutely right. They already got Kamala and AOC in the covers of the Glamour mags on the stands today. Uh, that is no surprise that they're on the covers of those magazines. I'll be curious as to see how just how far they're allowed to go. Harris, of course, 
every every vice president has a special relationship. They, they have one constituent, the president. Now, uh, presidents who are new to Washington, like an Obama, for example, or uh, Jimmy Carter, uh, or uh, George W. Bush, tended to pick insiders in Washington as their running mates. And so with uh, Obama, you got old hand Joe Biden. With uh, W. Bush, you got old hand Dick Cheney. And uh, and on down the line, with uh, uh, Jimmy Carter, you got Walter Mondale, and uh, and so on uh, down the line. However, uh, Biden, of course, does not have an insider. Certainly, the last thing that Joe Biden needs is a special entree to Capitol Hill. You kidding me? He knows where every restroom is on Capitol Hill. Uh, and Kamala Harris is a relative newcomer to Capitol Hill, so she was certainly there for window dressing. Now, does she have other plans than window dressing? Do others have other plans than window dressing? That's a really good question as well. But uh, you'd have to say so far, could be worse. Texter says, stupid people make me nervous. Biden scares me to death. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know that he is stupid. I think he is. Uh, he may be predictable. I, I'm not sure about that here. Texter says, is Jimmy Carter still our worst president so far? Uh, not our absolute worst so far. Probably our absolute worst was either Warren Harding or James Buchanan, but that goes back a ways. But maybe Biden will give him a run for his money. You never know. Uh, other uh, textures here. Uh, is Harris the first escort to be vice president? <laughs> now she wasn't an escort. She was a good friend of the a Speaker of the House of uh, California. But uh, be that as it may, anyway. So Biden's administration will be assembled from all kinds of shapes and colors and identifying political correctness. Will they have actual intelligence? I suppose they will. Uh, shutting down the economy while increasing government spending puts U.S. dollar at risk. That is true. Uh, you will definitely see nudges in the direction of shutting down the economy. There will certainly be more government spending. There will certainly be more government uh, regulations, and there will absolutely be more in the way of political correctness. So if uh, those are the hallmarks of stupid, well. Texter says, which I'll address after the news, what do you see as the worst-case scenario? Uh, you don't want to know, but I'll tell you anyway. Coming up here, Jimbo for Bobby Mack, it's 329. I figured we'd do that uh, today and uh, tomorrow, and uh, we'll skip Thanksgiving Day. And then we'll be back on Friday. And Bobby comes back live on Monday, the 30th of November, last day of November. We're almost into December, after which, of course, comes winter and then Christmas and the new year. And, boy, that went by fast, didn't it? Yeah, thanks for joining us today at 106.3 WORD, the Upstate's talk station, and also 106.3 WORD.com at 101.5 FM in Anderson and 95.1 FM in Clemson. Pickens and Seneca. Texter asked, what do you see as the worst-case scenario after I proclaimed the Biden pick so far could have been worse? Well, now, there are various ways to look at that. Right off the bat, of course, the obvious one would be he goes full-bore squad, picks every far off the left edge of the world leftist he can find, Bernie Sanders clones everywhere. And so far, there's not really a Bernie Sanders clone per se, on the list. That would be the worst-case scenario. But, of course, there are certain problems inherent therein, one of which would be the problem 
of uh, getting something through a, a Senate confirmation. Because right now, those Georgia seats loom awfully important, don't they? And uh, again, you cannot ever count on a straight party line vote necessarily in terms of uh, selections for a cabinet or for the Supreme Court or anything else in that regard. But nonetheless, uh, uh, if Biden were to go full bore, hardcore left wing, it would set the signal right off the bat. And uh, uh Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy, the Republican leaders on Capitol Hill, could dig in their heels much more easily. Uh, this one is filled with people where it's possible that some Republicans may say, well, gee, I know that person. They're not so bad. We'll see. But that the worst case scenario, of course, would right off the bat would be just as far left as Biden could go. Uh, I didn't expect him to do that, and I, I'm not surprised that he didn't do that. That might be the worst case, but of course Republicans would automatically be up for that. Anything that passed through, at that point, a, a President Biden uh, asking for approval of a resolution that the sun rises in the east would probably uh, face complete unified Republican opposition. Maybe something like this is uh, is better. Are there stealth picks on here who could who could uh, drift further to the left? Maybe. I mean, these are people who mostly have some policy experience, and they, they mostly are, are, are Obama types in the past. But but I don't think that it, it is uh, it is the worst case that I could have imagined, no. And it certainly is not as far left. I guarantee you that right now uh, the AOCs of the world are saying this guy is, is a serious problem. There, there are some unhappy leftists, I can guarantee you that, right now in the, the Democrat Party. So uh, anybody who makes uh, AOC unhappy can't be all bad, maybe 99% bad, but not all bad, all right, for what it's worth. So that's uh, what I see so far. Uh, and also, by the way, uh, these picks would indicate that certainly there are no left-wing puppeteers calling the shots because, let's face it, no president can ever run an entire administration. Presidents get things done because of the people they appoint. And if anybody was out there, let's say, trying to uh, to uh, run uh, a fake past Joe Biden and his, quote, moderate positions, unquote, uh, with a, a very left-wing set of, set of appointees, this ain't it. I can guarantee you that however much an AOC or a Bernie or a Pocahontas or anybody else may have the ear of Joe Biden, they did not uh, get his ear for these, okay? These are not the picks of a puppet of the far left. Not so far. We haven't seen actual policy pronouncements come forward yet. We haven't seen how they will they will govern. And certainly there are not people who would please me. But, again, I don't expect to be pleased by a Joe Biden. I expect to either be uh, largely displeased or terribly, totally displeased. So far, I'm largely displeased. All right, here. Yeah, this was a, a, this texture stole my line. I said this yesterday, but I'm going to repeat it anyway. Jimbo John Kerry is a fine pick for climate change czar. Uh, he is already full of hot air. Isn't that the truth? Yes, I, I eagerly look forward uh, to John Kerry battling climate change as he flies his jet back and forth across the Atlantic and across the Pacific. Uh, that, that would be ideal, would it not? Uh, whatever. Anyway. Uh, let's see. From the beginning, everyone knew that this election would be decided in the Supreme Court. So why any Trump supporter would give up is not a Trump supporter. 
I have not given up, but I certainly guarantee you this, that at this juncture, the odds are drawing very, very, very small. Very, very, very small. Uh, and uh, I am with him as he wages his battle. But I can count, and I can read numbers, and I can see where this is headed. And as I noted yesterday, <laughs> where are you going to find a judge who would risk burning down American cities? Seriously. Where are you going to find a judge who will do that? Even if, let's say, uh, Lynn Wood or uh, or uh, Sidney Powell come forth with the goods, the nail-it-down goods on massive vote fraud, I just don't see how any judge is going to do that. A lot of them, of course, would not be predisposed to, to support Donald Trump anyway, but those who would, I think in any case, would probably roll over and play dead at the very threat, which was implied first by Joe Biden and and uh, Kamala Harris on Saturday the 7th, right after the election, the weekend after the election. Uh, the, the, having raised expectations right through the roof, they're not going to turn it around now. So to that text, I simply say, I do not count Donald Trump out, but uh, his chance right now, what, one in, in 10 would be too optimistic, one in 20 don't forget, he's got to flip three states. No two states would do it. I am with him as he wages the battle, and I am with him right through to the deadline of December the 8th for the states to get their uh, electoral ducks in a row and, uh, and officially certify their results. But I can read, and the odds are not good. All right. Texter says, Jimbo, appointing Bernie Sanders to labor secretary would be like placing Jeffrey Epstein in charge of a daycare. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Well... Uh, perhaps not, but at this juncture, I dare say we're not going to be finding out. Uh, do you believe a third Obama term is more dangerous than a full-blown leftist just because of the damage that he was able to sneak into this country during his eight years? At least the squad uh, doesn't lie about their intent, but they quote moderate Democrats want the same things. They're just sneaky about it. Well, some of them are. There are a few who don't want the same thing, but there are others and I will agree with you, I think Barack Obama is one of them who did want more. When he wanted to fundamentally transform America, one of the first things that he said, uh, Barack Obama said, I, I believed him. I didn't realize the extent to which it was true, but you're correct. For example, Obamacare was always set up to fail, and the idea was that you would set up Obamacare, that it would fail, and then you would be left having torn apart the private sector insurance coverage in this country. You would have no choice but to go to a single payer. I do believe that that was the idea. All right. Okay. Uh, Texter says, but it's okay, Jimbo, to cheat as long as we don't burn down American cities. That is not us that's doing that. That's them, and they cheated, and they broke the law. No, it's not okay. Came up with it. It's okay. It's not okay. I am simply saying that I don't think there is anybody out there who's going to turn it around. If you brought a case to me with sufficient evidence, yes, I would certainly uh, order uh, recounts or, or, or election overturns or what have you. It's not okay to me, but I do believe that when the final word is in, that it'll be okay to the judges who will have the final say. And that's unfortunate. This is 106.3 WORD, now at 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca, at 101.5 FM in Anderson, and everywhere on the Radio.com app. The time is 15 before 4. Ten minutes before 4 o'clock at 106.3 WORD as we check in with Katie on her cellular phone. Hi there, Katie. 
Are you there? How are you? Um, I just wanted to to make a comment that, and you said uh, AOC, and that just set me off. (laughs) I'm Um, very sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) My husband's a professional engineer at GE, and he's been working in wind and other places within the non oil combustible, coal combustible areas. And he's been there too. And I'm frustrated that you've got a whole pack of people that A, don't understand expenses versus revenue, and B, don't understand how things really work in general science that want to switch things up so that we are going to be more dependent on things that we shouldn't be dependent on. And I say this as a person with solar energy on the roof, and I'm still sp- spending money every month with uh, with Duke. Just sorry. No. But I just okay. feel that these young people, and some of them are younger than my daughters, are stupid. Well, they certainly are, are poorly educated at best, and stupid. I wouldn't argue with stupid. Thank you. I feel that you're being very kind. <laughs> no, I'm with you all the way, Katie. I mean, uh, let's face it. We've probably had a couple of generations of young people who have not been taught about free market economics in the schools. I would hope that they've learned something like that from their parents or maybe from uh, summer jobs that they've held, this sort of thing. But, yeah, there, there are many on the left who seem to think that there's no problem at all just shutting everything down, for example, because that's okay every business can simply go out to the money tree growing in the back and they can meet payroll that way. Not that any of them have ever actually had to, quote, meet payroll. They're not entirely familiar with that concept. But these are things that that they do not understand. Here's something else. Consider this. The idea that we can uh, remove all dependence on fossil fuel. Excuse me? If tomorrow, Katie, we did not burn another drop of oil to move a car or a plane or a train, not one drop of oil. We would still need millions of barrels of petroleum to make pharmaceuticals and plastics. And apparently these clowns never thought about that. No, they did not, sir. We have become very dependent on this and on the heading of recycling and reusing. If it came out of the ground and had a dead dinosaur attached to it, honest to goodness, it needs to go back somehow into the system so it can be reused. I, I will tell you this, Katie, that might make you feel a little bit better about AOC. I think that she is just beginning to get a lesson in how unimportant she is. Okay? I think that she, uh, I think that this list of, uh, of cabinet and other uh, top-level picks by Joe Biden must be not only disappointing but infuriating to her. I think that she and uh, Tlaib and Omar and all the rest of the clowns on the left are not at all thrilled by these names. Again, they're not names that would please you or me, but they're not names that would please AOC either. And whereas you and I expected to be disappointed by Joe Biden, I don't think that AOC did. And I'm hoping that she takes on Chuck Schumer for his Senate seat in 2022, at which time uh, Chuck Schumer will destroy her. And something else to keep in mind about AOC also, Katie, this is a, a census year, which is to say that there will be new congressional seats in 2022. 
okay? New congressional seats. And AOC has already angered a lot of New York Democrats by suggesting that various people challenge incumbents, like she uh, uh, beat Joe Crowley, incumbent established Democrats. And she's encouraging others to do the same thing. New York is almost guaranteed to lose two or three seats in the next uh, Congress. And I'll tell you something right now. House Democrats, uh, New York Democrats, will be in charge of the process, Katie. And I'll guarantee you that when they're done, AOC will not have a seat to run in. I guarantee it. The musical chairs will finish playing, and AOC's career in Congress will be over. I would hope so. Give someone that's not vapid, that doesn't understand why she pays taxes. I mean, that, when she first came out and was complaining about Social Security taxes that now she wants to rob, it's like, hello, you know, there's people that need that money. Yeah. She threw away 25,000 jobs for her district by keeping the, the big uh, uh, conglomerate from building there. I mean, she is, she is, uh, is a joke. Uh, the, only, the only good thing I can say about AOC is that I suppose she's cute. But who cares, you know? Give me, give me a person who is ugly, who knows what they're doing. This is a person who could not name the three branches of government, and she serves in one of them. She is an airhead. And I, whatever else you can say about Joe Biden, I think he can, he can spot the fact that she is not the, the future of the Democrats outside of. There are perhaps in this whole, there are, there are 435 uh, House districts in this country, Katie, 435. AOC could not win in more than a dozen of them. Well, we got 37 the... Republican women that have flipped Democratic seats, and I'm doing the happy dance. Well, amen to that. Amen to that. There are a lot, let's not forget the, the, the gains that Republicans have made, women and men, in the House of Representatives, uh, the gains that you don't hear about in state legislatures all across the country. This was a very good year. In fact, I've got, later I'm going to talk about reasons why conservatives do have to still be thankful, even assuming the worst about the presidency. Seriously, Katie, things could be, uh, could be a lot worse, and uh, this is not a time to be happy if you're a socialist, really. Just, just, just my two cents worth. Well, you know, Rush Limbaugh did the Mayflower Compact in depth today and reminded me of things that I knew but had not used and had forgotten. And the day mm-hmm. before, what did he do that was equally powerful? He went for something else that was equally powerful. And I was like, oh, I'm having an OMG moment both times. No, 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 no. Anyway. Uh, we're coming up on a break here that doesn't move, Katie. If, in fact, you want to hang on and, and, and add something more yeah. uh, after the news, I'm good. I'd be happy to. I'm well, good. I'm all good, right, but don't. anyway, but thank you so much for, for having your say and, and, and much appreciated. Jimbo and for Bobby Mack here at 106.3 WORD. We'll pause for the latest news on the hour and uh, stand by three minutes now before 4 p.m. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.